And I'm here with Sierra, Joseph, and Jamie from With Sales Ahead. How are y'all doing today? Great. How are uh, you? Yeah, doing good. Awesome, awesome. I'm all right. Uh, so we're going to make a playlist today. Is there anything y'all want to name it? Yes. We, we, we came prepared for came this. Because <laughs> we knew if we did it, we would eat up so much time. <laughs> um, so we're going to do, guys, it was With Sales Ahead Anime OSD, right? Yeah. In that order? Okay. So with sales ahead, anime, yeah, LSD, OST, It stands for original soundtrack. Oh, look at that! What kind of animes y'all like? 
Ooh, boy, oh, here we go. <laughs> we love anime. It's going to be an yeah, hour time. We love anime. <laughs> this could so, be just an anime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they could add a playlist. Um, oh, man. Well, I grew up with Digimon. That is the, I mean, like, I, I grew up with Pokemon too, but Digimon, like, fucking changed my life as oh, a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so that eventually, um, I've been, like, I've just been watching, like, Shonen. Uh, I watched a lot of Shonen as a kid, and then, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh! and all the good shit. And then I eventually, I kind of abandoned anime for a while because I had zero friends in middle school and high school that liked it. So yeah. I I was just like, I don't know what, that was the dark period. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> when I picked back up, I was watching like uh, Attack on Titan. I started with uh-huh. that. Um, I didn't finish it though. But then I eventually moved on to um, My Hero. Uh, I love Demon Slayer. Um, One Punch Man. And my wife actually, uh, she liked anime like her whole childhood, right? She had no friends in school. Nobody liked her. Everybody made fun of her. And now she's bitter. She's like, you know what? Fuck everybody who likes anime now. <laughs> that is what I am fucking yeah. She's yeah. Like, yeah. like, it wasn't cool back then. <laughs> but my wife has like, a, she subscribed to like all those anime magazines. So we have a bunch of like, we have an entire box of like anime magazines from like 2005, 2004, shit like that. Oh, that's so, awesome. My wife has, yeah. on our on our uh, game table, uh, we're also D&D nerds, so we have a bunch of, like, we have a game table for, like, to play D&D with and shit. Amazing. Uh, nice. On that table, my wife's mom just gave her two Walmart bags completely full of Pokemon cards. <laughs> Some of them oh haven't even gosh. been opened. Uh, like, it's insane, man. They're oh, wow. Uh, like bef- before 2006, Pokemon. Okay, so yeah, some of the some of them might be like really valuable shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's pretty nuts though. Yeah, we we're we're pretty big in the anime as well. Uh, my wife is actually reading the uh, My Hero manga, so we have a, uh, yeah. a Shonen Jump the app, and my wife pays for the app so she can read all the. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have oh, the app wow. too. Yeah. So, but all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. So what, what are some of the first bands that y'all listened to uh, growing up, like that y'all can remember getting into, like maybe before y'all started playing music? Yeah. Um, do you guys mind me going first? I'll go for it. Okay. So my upbringing musically was singer-songwriters, like entirely, like Michelle Branch, Vanessa Carlton. That was my shit. And like for a lot of my youth, I really thought that was the route I was going to go. Um, I started playing music in grade school. But um, it wasn't until high school that like I started becoming interested in alternative rock music, and uh, Paramore was like really big, and I liked them. But it was Versa Emerge that fucking changed everything. Versa Emerge and Circus Survive, um, like blew absolutely fucking blew my mind. Yeah. So those were bands that really inspired me to be like uh, to pursue like alternative rock, like progressive, more progressive styles of music. Um, yeah. And that's for me. Those were all artists that were really important to me. I mean, like there are other there's other stuff mixed in, like the Fuel by Ramen bands. I mean, yeah, like yeah. Cobra Starship is the reason I started going to work. <laughs> but uh, but other than that, like yeah, Versa and Circa largely influenced um, like the the trajectory of the path. Yeah, uh, let's go with uh, Michelle Branch. What do you got for me? From, from- oh my god, <laughs> uh, all all I wanted or all uh, you wanted? All you wanted. That oh my god, this song goes hard. It and fucking then, uh, slams. It's so good. 
Vanessa Carlton. Um, oh my God, hold on. <laughs> uh, Annie, I think. Yeah, Annie's a good one. It's from her second album, I think. Uh, yeah, they don't have them in order on. Damn. Okay. Hold on, on computer, on computer, Spotify, the albums aren't in order. It's really annoying. I found wow. it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are those two artists were like what made me like really fall in love with just like writing songwriting, like some writing music. Like that was a big part yeah. of my childhood for sure. You said Versa Emerge. I don't. I'm a hundred percent certain. I, I never heard them before. Oh man, I'll do, I'll keep this as brief as possible. Uh, so they, back in the MySpace era, that was um, when they really grew, um, they really grew their audience. Uh, they, it was like Circa, but um, it was, they were like, there's like, with more sampling, um, Sierra, the vocalist is funny, like her name is Sierra too, spelled the exact same way. Uh, nice. She, like classically trained vocalist, but like her, her voice, like because of that, like her voice was so strong and like it really, um, it really made that band what it was. And then like, uh, they put out an EP, an album, they signed a Fuel By for that album, but there's a, there's a theory that they, that Fuel By signed them just so they could have the two most popular female fronted bands in the scene on their label oh really they did like shit for versa i feel like they didn't know how to market them and like they didn't they they didn't want to like they didn't know what to do with them so like they eventually um dissipated uh apparently pretty common especially like so i'm 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 into a lot of rappers as well like especially like a lot of underground rappers and there's a lot of them talk about being signed by big labels and then shelved I don't know why they do that. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, why the, Why would you want to spend the money to fucking sign somebody and then not do exactly. anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't get that either. That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. that, that there's parallels in both rock and, and rap oh, music yeah, yeah. with that. Ugh, gross. <laughs> you got a, a song by Versa Emerge you want to throw on there? Um, in pursuing design off of Perceptions, Perceptions should still be on Spotify. But if it's not, then um, Moments, uh, hold on. Moments between sleep should be, yeah. Moments between sleep. Uh, if you can't find in pursuing design, it's so wordy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's not the in pursuing design is not. I don't think it's on there. Okay, so moments between sleep is um, one of my favorites by them too. Okay. Throw that on there, and then circa. Um, living together, hands down. Oh my god. That track is so big. Yeah. I went to a Warped Tour in 2007, 2008. And that was uh, like, that was a weird one because they had Killswitch Engage on, on that tour. And that's what, that's pretty much why I went. Right. Uh, and Killswitch Engage was like, I don't even know why the fuck we're here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we, don't, we don't fit on this tour, but. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I look back, my first year was 2008, and I look back at that lineup, and that looks like the period where they're definitely starting to make a, a pivot, like a shift away from mainly punk ska music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're starting to incorporate more of those pop-punk bands, more of the MySpace scene bands. For sure. So. Uh, anybody else? What, what do y'all got, uh, Justin from Jamie? Yeah. Uh, Jamie, do you mind if I go? Yeah, you go. Um, so very early on, I was a huge nerd in high school, so... Not very, uh, I didn't listen to any pop music or anything. It was all about like early on, like Black Sabbath. And then from there, it, it kind of went into like progressive music, like Rush and all the 
classic progressive rock bands like Genesis and and Yes. So and then from there kind of morphed into progressive metal like Dream Theater. And yeah. then, you know, naturally morphed into like periphery and then into like the modern like core bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I haven't heard of Dream Theater in a while, man. <laughs> yeah. What do you got a uh, Black Sabbath? You got a favorite Black Sabbath song? Uh let's go with The Wizard. That's like early Sabbath, but that's like my favorite favorite album. It's it's so crazy to me that bands like like Rush and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and Van Halen and you know all those bands are still being referenced when it comes to uh to music for the younger generation as well all the newer bands coming up yeah it's weird it's always the a new generation that discovers they find some hidden gem on youtube somewhere and you know it inspires them and you know like i said i was i was a pretty unpopular kid in high school so same (laughs) yeah it really gave me something to latch on to to have you know music like that that meant so much to me so yeah you got a favorite rush track um Let's go with La Villa Strangato. If you need help spelling that, let me know. Nah, nah, I found it. Cool. And then you said Dream Theater? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, let's go with um, Metropolis Part 2. This playlist is going to be like half pop music, half like the most underground progressive music you can think of. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. <laughs> And then Periphery. Um, let's go with Rainbow Gravity. I'm really excited for Jamie's. <laughs> yeah. All right, what do you got? All right, so what? I'm starting from like the beginning? Yeah, yeah beginning, man. First, some of the first bands you got up to. Okay, well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really lis- listen to too much music until like middle school. Um, and then, like, I think a couple of my friends, like, they were getting into rock music or whatever. And then, so I think I asked my brother if, like, he could make me a CD. Because, like, he was really, he was really into music. Like, he, he had been in bands and stuff. And so he made me a CD. And, like, my sister got me a, uh, this one album from Beck. I, and since it was the only album I had, like, I listened to it over and over. Yeah. I really dug it. Beck um, is badass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I fucking love that guy. It's so good. And then, like on this like mix CD that uh, my brother gave me, it had bands like all these like awesome bands, like a lot of cl- like classic stuff, like you know like ACDC, Metallica, but like um, there were some like death metal bands in there, like Amon Amarth and uh, Children of Bodom and stuff. And there was a couple like power metal bands, like um, Blind Guardian as well. This band Elven King, and yeah, there was a lot of really cool shit there that I just like. I listened to that like over and over, like in middle school. See, there's a lot of bands that I haven't heard in a, in a long time, man. Like, I have uh, three kids, and they're pretty much fucked when it comes to music taste because, like, <laughs> dude, I listen to everything from like, like, like real cute shit, like Never Shout Never and the Post Service, all the way up to like fucking, you know, the shit you just said, like 
Amon Marth and Children of Bodom and yeah. pretty much everything in between there. So yeah. it's like Oh yeah, also, also Iron Maiden's up there as well. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> so like like the other day, uh I was listening to music. I went from We Will Become Silhouettes by the Postal Service to X Burrito oh. X by fucking Eat Me While I'm Hot. <laughs> like, oh yeah. my god, yes. Holy fuck. That's like my kids <laughs> they were just in the back seat like looking at me like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck yeah. is that? <laughs> Uh, uh, so you said Beck? With Beck, well, I'll probably put the first song that I heard, which is um, the song E-Pro. Yeah, that, that song is yeah. really cool. Like, that was the first song, like, I heard, like, really awesome, like, distorted guitar. Like, yeah, that yeah. was dope. Yeah. You said uh, ACDC? Um, geez, I don't even remember what track was on there. I mean, ACDC okay, is okay. Like, I don't... It was just okay. it was just on the CD. All right, let's just let's just go with the monomorph then. Okay, yeah, the sound of eight hooves. Yeah, good call. Leaving ACDC off there will trigger Santino. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah. it's it's bad enough we already said ACDC. Oh no, has he got something against ACDC? There's actually a game uh, that he introduced to us that we all now play, and it's literally the game is just don't get caught listening to ACDC either voluntarily or involuntarily or you lose. Yeah, it's ACDC challenge. If you just happen to listen to them, you lose. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Children of Bodom? Um, yeah, the, the song Thrashed, Lost, and Strung Out. And Elven King. Pagan Purity. Alright, awesome. The next question I wanted to ask is about uh, open letters. So I just I recently read an interview of y'all. Y'all's I think Sierra mentioned it. You said that open letters was basically like like a resume for you, right? Like yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're exactly. Trying to get yourself out there. Did, so you recorded everything on that yourself? Um. Well, I had the help of uh, a past member slash ex boyfriend. Um, oh, okay. We met playing music, and and that was. Like that was our thing, like just like recording and demoing stuff together. Um, we were in a band that broke up and like I let a couple years pass and I was like, actually fuck this, I wanna play music again. So he helped me put together um, that demo. Uh, I He recorded everything pretty much, uh, but I, I wrote everything. I wrote like the drums and, and the, the guitars, all me, um, it's all me playing. Yeah. Uh, with my very limited capabilities then um and uh and yeah he he just played or um he just did all the bass stuff because that was his instrument so um everything else was me um and yeah it was just like i was basically starting over from scratch and i figured like well i don't know anybody anymore in the scene like the only way i'm gonna get anyone even vaguely interested is if i just i have to put something together i have to put something yeah um put something down because like who's just gonna like I could go I could go to Facebook like I did and be like hey I'm trying to start a new band that's like lower definition and counterparts <laughs> who wants in crickets right so um I knew I was like okay I have to put something gotta make a statement right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah exactly it was like a kind of like a like a four track EP what was to come like shit I wrote on my own and the goal was to just find people who were interested, uh, yeah. which, you know, is uh, for anyone like that has had to put a band together. Like it can be hard. So what what year was that? Uh, that that 
you finally got everybody. We, I started looking. So it sucks to say, but like with Sales Ahead, like as a band like us, this this lineup is only a few years old, but like with Sales Ahead as a project is like seven years old. So I put out that EP in 2014, mm-hmm. 2014. So I was, we were working on fixing the lineup like we would get people and we'd lose them and then we'd have to look more so that was from 2014 to end of um 2016 early 2017. Have you had any more line line, lineup changes since then or? We had a few um there were people and like like Joe will remember um or Joe will be able to recall because um he was pretty much he's the oldest member like he's been around the longest Mm -hmm. um Two thousand, like two thousand fourteen. I obviously had my ex, and then like we broke up, and then um, but then like a mutual friend of ours stepped in to play drums, so and he got a couple people. So then that was like lineup number one with Joe. We eventually got Joe like a couple months later. So that was the first iteration. Then like three of those people had to quit. Yeah. Um, the drummer was just in too many bands, and the other two dudes were were really mean. <laughs> um really not toxic yeah Yeah, toxic like they fucking like bully joe and i was like what the fuck are you guys trying to do like in the group chat like trying to throw sneak disses i'm like what the fuck and they just eventually left in their own accord you're like all right sick so (laughs) just very mean and then um so then we're like okay starting over from scratch so then we got um that was when we got santino jamie who are now current members that was like the later half of 2015 and um and then our past drummer andy um we had that for like a year uh things didn't work out with andy and then uh then we got ryan so that brings us to like late 2016 we started trying him out and then so that's that's about like at least two iterations of the lineup oh yeah that ain't too bad i guess yeah uh so in your bio y'all listed uh something about post-hardcore without the screaming right yeah, <laughs> I gotta edit that now because now we have screams in our music. Oh but, shit! <laughs> yeah, but uh, which is crazy now. But um, but yeah, uh, I fell in love um early with like at the early half of this decade with like metalcore, hardcore music, uh, post-hardcore, and uh, but I'm like a singer, like like I said earlier, I I came up listening to like singer songwriters like I had a very pop voice when I told people I was doing this they were like they were literally like I can't picture you doing that and I'm like all right well watch me make it work (laughs) so um I basically wanted to carve out um and like a style of music for myself where like the music um was inspired by progressive ideas but like because of my like more singer songwriter like pop upbringing like maybe there's a way to like make it just like a little more unique due to my influence. So, so that was how we started out. Like I couldn't scream. So, but I, but I wanted to emulate like lower definition circa um, counterparts dance, game dance, like so badly. Like those were big, those are big bands for me. So, oh, for uh, sure. so those were, that's kind of where we, we started off and that was kind of where, we wanted to be so you mentioned lower definition and counterparts is there anything uh joe and jamie is there anything y'all were listening to around that time that y'all joined the band 
Oh, at the time of joining the band? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, definitely Dance, Gavin, Dance. Um, a lot of the bands that went on to be major influences for us, like Hail the Sun and Stole Us, uh, a lot of the Blue Swan Records bands were, they were kind of new at the time in like 2014, 2015. So uh, it was really, really huge for us when, you know, they were starting out. Oh yeah, Hail the Sun too. I'll never forget the exact moment my sibling recommended them to me. They were like, hey, I just found this new band. You should check them out. I was like, oh, okay, cool. What do they sound like? And they were like, it's like if Circa like had more screaming and they were like a little more like they had a little less of the atmospheric sound, like like more crunchy, like Yeah. And she's like, I was like, I'm into that. So oh my god, I'll never forget that. Yeah. So Hail the Sun was really big for me too. Oh yeah. Uh so let's Let's go with lower definition. All right. So um, Miami Nights, it's got to be Miami Nights because while Greatest of All Lost Arts is like the album as a whole, like is like probably my number one musical influence. That song in particular was like the catalyst for, for this project. Um, I got the band name from the lyric in the second half of the song. You know, it's funny because I think that's the album that had uh, Johnny Craig was a feature on one of those songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I listened to that song in particular a couple of times. And for some reason, I never listened to that full album in its entirety for, I don't know, it was like a couple years later. I just wouldn't do it for some reason. And finally, oh, okay. I did it. And it wasn't bad, actually. I, quite, I enjoyed it. But I don't know why it took yeah. me so long. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. That was like... Yeah me with issues it wasn't until sometimes it really just takes like some like fortuitous circumstance or like a friend just like saying it to you like for like the the seventh time to just right. like, yeah. <laughs> like just somebody like it's your seventh time hearing this band name and you're like all right let me sit down and do this <laughs> yeah said, that definitely uh, happens to me too oh yeah you said counterparts yeah counterparts is one of my favorite bands they're not a musical influence for us like currently but yeah. the formative years of our band for sure um what's man uh let's go with um tragedy because i started listening to them when the difference between hell and home is really big yeah. but tragedy will find us is my favorite record by them i see i that's another one I, i'm pretty sure i've listened to them but i don't don't remember <laughs> oh it's okay yeah and there's uh, there's so much they're at the point where there's so much like catalog to dive into it's like where yeah. do you start but okay, see i listen to like while i'm at work i, I put on uh, like a radio station oh okay uh, from spotify uh that they recommend or whatever and i'm i know counterparts has been on there but i cannot tell you what song okay gotcha. <laughs> uh y'all mentioned uh dance yep Ooh, man joe you want to pick one because like from i guess for me uh Cause we, Joe and I and Jamie, like we all come from different, like we started out with different eras of dance, I think. Like Joe has probably arguably, arguably been the longest DGD fan out of all of us. I jumped on um, during the DBM era. So when Johnny was still in the band. Yeah. So for me, um, I, and like, I think I started listening to them when uh, DBM 2 had just dropped. So like uh, Spooks was like one of my favorite songs by them. So we could do, we could do that one. I mean, if y'all each have a different, y'all can pick a different song. That's fine with me. Yeah, mine's gonna be. Um, ooh, I want to say "Hot Water on Wool." I mean, so can you put "Hot Water on Wool" and part? There's a part two, so both parts, because it's it's 
an incomplete song if you just put part one. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. See, that's when I, so I got into, my first uh, Dance Cabin Dance was um, 2007. They just released uh, Downtown Battle Mountain 1. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like literally like two months before I saw them live. And I drove to New Orleans. I drove uh, like eight hours away and I didn't even know who they were, which is the funny part. I, I drove to see, because Devil Wears Prada was the headliner. Oh, wow. So I went to go see Devil Wears Prada and Johnny Craig and that lineup opened with DBM1 and I was fucking hooked ever since, man. But see, when, when Johnny Craig left the band for that next album, uh, and happiness, I stopped listening to Dance Gavin Dance because I hated Kurt Travis. Oh no. I know. I got it though, it's like an OG fan. It's kind of like a different vocalist is a different band. Right, yeah. yeah. But then it's funny because like, I don't know, probably 2012, 2013, I picked them back up and I started with those two albums and by far those are my favorite album. Kurt Travis is probably my favorite vocalist of all time. Yeah, he went on to become my favorite. Like really? I said, oh, yeah. now Kurt's my favorite. So good. Is there another DGD song that y'all? Jamie? Yeah. Um, well, I came on probably the latest, um, like already like pretty pretty heavy on into the Tillion era. So I guess I'll probably pick the song Carve. And then let's see, what do we got? Hail the Sun? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Al Spladow? Is that cool with y'all? Yep. Something off Elephantitis? I would put something from Wink, but I mean, Split Out is like, definitely, for me, it was the first song I heard by them. So that's a huge song. Yeah. Off of Wink, what would you I would put? I would put Missed Injections. All right. If we could have two. Oh, for sure. And then I think the last one y'all mentioned was Stolas. Oh my God, they played with my ex's band. It was like their first US. It was 2012 and they had just dropped Living Creatures. It's crazy. Oh, they wow. were they were so brand new. It's, it's, I still remember that show. Oh my God. Um, I'm trying to think of Stola's song. Maybe Thief in the Hourglass? Yeah, perfect. So uh, y'all are from Jersey, right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Okay. So y'all have like one hell of a music scene from arguably like the most influential punk rock bands like Misfits and Danzig all the way up to like your fucking emo punk like My Cam and Thursday and, yeah. and Senses Fail. Uh, is there any of the, the favorite Jersey scene bands that y'all can think so, of? <laughs> wait. Who did anyone else have? I because I, I uh, rip, but like I don't listen to any of that music. Really? <laughs> we have, and we have people who go hard for Bruce, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> um, but like I grew up listening to Mike Hem. Um, but the thing is, uh, I can't think of anything that really stuck with me um, from Jersey until now. Like I just I listen to a lot of um, there's like like a newer like small bands in our scene that I, I love immensely, like um, Man Dancing and In Angles, who have definitely, like, they've definitely made names of them for themselves, like, outside of Jersey. So um, not as big as, they're not as big as Thursday, obviously, but, like, they're um, they're awesome bands. Yeah, Man Dancing, I don't think they're on here. 
They're not on Spotify. Wow. Of course they're not on Spotify. Oh no, I found them. Hold on. Try one word. Oh, one word? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's one I word, lowercase. Ah, uh, there it is. Okay, I got you. There it is. All right, cool. What you got? Um, Beer Cases. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. And then you said uh, In Angles? So In Angles is uh, two. That one's two words. <laughs> back, to yeah. two, back to separate words. Um, but uh, off something off of upstairs. I'm trying to think. Um, let's see. I think Brother. A&T and Brother are my favorites by them. So I think Brother... Is there any anybody y'all don't listen to any of that Jersey scene shit, that older stuff? No, I no. was gonna say Coheed and Cambria, but they're technically from New York, even though they have members from New Jersey. But ah, uh, rip! <laughs> <laughs> so close. Yeah. You also have uh, new music dropping soon, correct? Yes. Um. So the time period, and we haven't told anyone this yet. So fun exclusive, but oh, yeah. um, mixing is going to be underway this coming month. So we are praying, praying for August, the latest September. That's where yeah. we are right now. Um, we try really hard not to like give exacts like and broadcast that because like things can change. But oh, for sure. Yeah, right now, that that's what we're looking at. Uh, so is there anything, what, what would y'all say this, this new music is, uh, is going to sound like? So... Um, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll lead. I'm sorry. Um, so like we we started to lean more into our um, progressive influences, like our J-Rock influences for this that we have coming up. Um, and that's uh, uh, songwriting wise, like tonality wise. Um, we're shifting towards uh, off our last album, Morning Sun. Um, people loved like the shreddier shit. And it's so funny because we put out Willow as a lead single. We thought that was going to be the favorite. And, 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 and like, it, which is a more popular song for us. It's more straightforward. Yeah. And the tracks that weren't singles ended up being the favorites. So we were like, all right, well, I guess we're going to, let's go in this direction. Let's just explore this. And that's kind of where we're headed. And uh, let's see, uh, I'm trying to think. So obviously like dance uh, and Chon are like big influences for us, but um, Trico was a band that we discovered uh, recently, like years ago as a band. And uh, that's been a huge influence for us going into this uh, new batch of material. Okay. And is there, um, anybody else got anything to add to that as far as other bands? Yeah, Joe, definitely. I want to defer to Joe for sure. No, you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Dance, you have a dance, Trico, Chon, um, Jeez, you nailed it in three bands. I mean, <laughs> probably, probably like around like 2017, we were we were still writing some of this stuff back then, and it was like I the Mighty had just come out with, um, uh, where, where the mind wants to go, where you wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. and like such a good album, man. Oh. Yes, oh, so good. Oh yeah. Brent Walsh is such a good fucking songwriter in general. I had a, we went and saw him last year with uh, Tillian, the Tillian concert. It was Tillian, Brent Walsh, Landon Tours. I think that oh, was it. Shit. Such a good fucking show, yeah. man. And I bought, um, I bought Brent Walsh's uh, vinyl and then I lost it because I got too drunk. So. No! Oh, rip. 
Yeah. My wife bought it for me again for Christmas. So. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. I'm glad. Uh, y'all got a Chon song? Splash. <laughs> Splash is my favorite. What about you guys? Splash was my first Chon song, so I, I back that. Yeah, I'll back that too. And then you said Trico? Yes. It's spelled T-R-I-C-O-T, like Tricot. Oh, okay, okay. That's how we were pronouncing it So for so long. You're like, oh, yeah, I love that band, Tricot. And then we watched their audio tree <laughs> and we learned. I think I've ever heard of them. Oh, uh, they're, they're great. So it's called Yosoiki, uh, Y-O-S-O-I-K-I. Okay. That, that song was specifically influential to one of our new songs that's going to come out. Well, actually, the next song that we release was a influence for. And then uh, I the Mighty. Oof, this is a hard one. <laughs> oh my god. You know what's funny? I heard a. I heard. I don't remember where I, if I read this or if I heard this somewhere, but he said that uh, the oil and wine or what is it? Oil and water CD. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. The oil and water CD they put out. <clears throat> he said he's actually had people come to his shows because they've only heard that album and they thought that I the Mighty was a jazz band. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, what? The, um, that would have been a hell of a shock. Else? I guess so. That would have been a hell of a shock to, to go in there and then. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. How do you just ignore everything else on the Spotify artist page? Yeah. Like, how? And like, no even idea. if you discover them by just the album. Right? Aren't you like, I want to hear more about this band that is definitely a jazz band <laughs> and then like looked at their other works. I don't fucking know, but my vote, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about an I the Mighty song? My vote is Lady of Death or Psycho Machia. Yeah, if you want to go for something off of Connector, those those two, yeah, like Psycho Machia probably would be a good one from Connector. I just found something out about that song recently, Psycho Machia. What's that? Uh, who it's about. Oh, wow. Y'all know who it's about? No. Really? It's about Davy Vanity. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Apparently, uh, Brent, uh, for, I, I'm, I'm in the I, the I the Mighty group, and apparently he's, Brent's mentioned it multiple times, he was friends with uh, one of Davy Vanity's victims. Holy shit. Yeah, so that's what that song is about. <laughs> is that the dude from... Blood on the Dance Floor. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is a fucking douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my that's, god. Yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah, I just found that out the other day. I was like, oh shit, that's insane. Wow. You said Psycho Monkey or Lady of Death? Is there one in between? Or you know what? Fuck it. We'll just tell both of them on there. Okay. Both okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then, uh, do y'all have Spotify or what do y'all use? Apple Music, Spotify. Yeah. Spotify, Spotify all the way. Spotify. Spotify. What is the last songs y'all listen to? Ooh, I think, hold on, I I saw it. It was like something off uh, my my 8-bit and anime openings playlist. I'm trying to find it. Oh, you know what? It was in, it was Anamanaguchi. It was their new single. It's called Styla. Yeah, it's Styla. All right. I broke my phone last night, so I don't know what I listened to last, but... <laughs> 
I'm gonna say it was probably something from Afterburner, the new DGD album. So probably like parody catharsis. And is there one more? Um, yeah, it was probably another Trico track, but it's in Japanese, so I don't know if you've been searching <laughs> for that. So uh, I th- even if we knew how to read kanji, we can't type it in. <laughs> yeah. No can do. <laughs> All right. Rip. And then, uh, is there any like local band you want to add as far as that y'all enjoyed playing shows with? Oh man, Poeta, the new their newest single, "Anxious Racing," is amazing. Anxious Racing. Yeah. All right. Oh my Not god. Not local to us, but we gotta have pulses on there. Yeah. Hell yeah, those guys are awesome. Yeah. Which which song? Do y'all have a preference? Um, probably Louisiana Purchase. And then yeah. for me, if we could do two, yeah, 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 I think sure. uh, you already know that's an important track because it's like very symbolic of like our tour together. And like every night, like when they'd like conclude their set, that was the last track. And Kevin would like come up and take the mic and Matt would play drums so he could perform. And, and it was just like such a cool moment. So. <laughs> awesome. That uh, that cover they just dropped is pretty fucking lit too. Yes, love like yeah. love. <laughs> I fucking I love the them for that. Song. I heard the original of that song and I was like, yeah, Pulses did it better. But <laughs> I don't listen to that kind of music, so I can't really say it objectively. <laughs> so, so this is the part where I normally ask what y'all's favorite pl- song to play live, but with everything that's going on as far as like the the canceled tours and everything i figured i'd change it up what is going to be the first song that y'all want to play back oh my <laughs> oh my gosh because i've been at first i i'm gonna not gonna lie at first when this all happened like we had a gig that was canceled that was going to be animal crossing themed because i took it upon myself to to fucking make it this Hell yeah. huge thing and like i went out and like bought things for it because I was going to decorate it like a kid's birthday party <laughs> and then when it was canceled I was like oh no I fucking I guess I'm not going to have to spend $50 on a snack platter <laughs> <laughs> but um, as the months went on like I was like fuck I can't wait to play again I'm so ready I, I look forward to playing the new stuff especially Murder Mountain um, Murder Mountain is one of the singles we're dropping um and it's really no secret at this point because we've actually been playing these songs out for like almost a year now because we're impatient (laughs) but um yeah that song i'm very excited to play and uh and i think uh, not on spotify so we'd have to pick something that we've released on (laughs) there damn it okay probably sharpshooter because that's like a good opening track for us yeah my vote is synapse fires that song goes (laughs) so that'll be mine all right uh I'm gonna do it's probably Sentence Fire because it's one of y'all's newer tracks on Spotify. Yeah. And then I can always open the podcast with Sharpshooter. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. And then so that's that's all as far as like the playlist goes. Y'all got 44 songs. That's pretty. Wow. Oof. Oh, oh really? Wow. Actually, wait, hold on. I fucked up. Yeah, I have to fix that. It's not 44 songs. I fucked uh-huh. up. I put uh, an entire Dream Theater album on there. So. anyway but uh so there is one last question i wanted to ask and this is just something that i've noticed uh 
and it's it's about having a female lead mm-hmm. so literally i listen to a ton of music i listen to music like so i guess i maybe i have a better ear for it i don't know but the one thing that i've noticed is it doesn't matter what the female lead sounds like if there is a guitar behind it people always say that sounds like paramore yeah yep how do you feel about that uh this is this is like a journey i had to go on <laughs> and i bet that like any any um non man who like is in the same predicament as me has like gone through this but like when you start out you just want to scream from the fucking mountaintops it gets old fast and and the problem is people use par and I, Haley would not want this either but people use paramore as a barometer for how good you are of a band like can you hold a fucking candle to this one commercially uh, viable band that achieved international success in a very popular genre yeah are you good enough and like it's so it's a combination of things i think what happens is like people just don't a lot of people because we're not playing a genre that people necessarily understand i have my relatives come to me like i don't understand that music you play i'm sorry but i support you i'm like great okay thanks (laughs) all that matters but um people that's all they know there's a lot of people i had to come to realize that like Sometimes when we get that comparison, 75% of the time, that's all they know. That's all they know is like Paramore, um, pop punk. They don't know the music that we play. They it's like don't the most understand. popular bands in, of each genre, right? Yeah, so, but Which like, is why so many post-hardcore bands are compared to Dance Gavin Dance because that's the exactly. most popular. Exactly. Yeah, Dance Gavin Dance is like the <laughs> Paramore of the genre. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If like, there is a, if there is like one noodley guitar riff in your entire album that's a bgb reference it's like it's yes like, I don't and like it, like with a lot of the dialogue with like swan bands is like you know like trying to mo- now move away from the genre because it's like okay maybe we you know like if people can't if these if this audience doesn't want to like the, like if, if this is an audience that doesn't want to discover other music if they don't want to like if they don't have an ear for that like you know finding different intricacies and like all these bands that are actually very different from one another like maybe we should just fucking go (laughs) yeah it's just it's just you know it's very annoying it feels invalidating to um have such like a very clear vision for what you are and like have you know and, and and want to share that with people just to have you know people spit back in your face like no that's not what you are like you're pop punk you sound like paramore right like they cannot unhear it um, a lot of cases, it's not out of malice. So I try to let it roll off my back, honestly. I've come to the point where I'm just like, I have to just take it with a grain of salt. But there are people who come at you with malice. And it's like, this, now this is misogyny. <laughs> and it's like, um, you don't, it's very rare that in other genres, like you listen to like Pierce the Veil and someone's like, oh, this sounds like all time low, but with screams. Like, or you, it's very rare that you hear in other genres, like, like males being pitted against each other it's exactly, always yeah. women for i think some the only reason. other case is uh the, the one case the other case that i that i've noticed a lot is so with the swan core and the dance cabin dance and then female any female lead vocalist in rock music regardless of the genre and paramore and then uh white rappers and eminem 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's very true. People, and it's so, what you have to really realize is that these comparisons are not reflective of you. Like your abilities as a musician or your, your, the capabilities of your work to connect with people and how good it is. It's other people's projections of what they perceive as good music. Yeah. And you have to just be like, all right, this isn't me. This is just other people. This is their, ex- you know, their experiences with the music they listen to and how they perceive everything else. So um, it takes a lot of soul searching <laughs> to like figure out like what you, you know, like what you need to be worried about when it comes to um, being a, a non-male in music and, 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 you know, just being an artist and. For sure. You know. For sure. How many, how many tours have y'all been on Three. We've done three, three um, like lengthy, not length. Well, not like lengthy, like three weeks. But we've done three like pretty sizable runs. Um, we've we, and, then, and then some like weekenders. Yeah, sprinkled in there too. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all I got for you. I appreciate y'all coming on and and chatting with me and hanging out. And uh, I'll let y'all know when this thing drops. I think uh, two weeks, two, three weeks, I think. Is- All right, great. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thanks us. so much. I've been looking forward to this. So <laughs> awesome. um, this is one of the coolest things we've done, hands well, down. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be in touch. Thank y'all. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.